8.05 is the time. Welcome on in. Good morning. Um, we guess we have a bumper, but we're going to back into it this morning because I found a list. Um, the top five songs on this date, April 7th, 1970. Okay. All right. That, that's All a, right. that's a while ago. Let's bring back a little bit. Yes. But yes. you know these. Uh, the number five song, yeah. Bridge Over Troubled Water. Oh, Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel, Big sure. Uh, number four, a guy from the North Shore, Boston. <laughs> Norman Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky. Oh, I see. I wouldn't have known him by name. Yeah. The song we he, all he heard. He was a North Shore okay. guy. All right. Uh, number three, Instant Karma by John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Beatles, Beatles have broken up. Uh-huh. Number two, I never was never a Jackson 5 fan, but number two, ABC. Michael, Little oh, Michael. Oh, yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the number one cute. song on this date, April 7th, 1970. Hit it. Ah, yes. <laughs> the Boys. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Let it be. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be And in my hour of darkness She is standing right in front of me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be 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 Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. And when the broken-hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. For though they may be part you know, of a that was calm, a, slow uh, start to, <laughs> to you know, an overcast That morning. was the days the Beatles could have sung the phone book. Yeah, and we go to number one. Oh, that's great! <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. it's just they were that good. Good point. Um, and um, um, it was back up um, this day, April seventh, nineteen sixty-two. The Beatles played at the Casbah Coffee Club in Liverpool <laughs> without George Harrison. Oh, <gasps> was that scandalous? That was bad. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. And it was the last performance before they left for their engagement in Hamburg. West ah, Germany. Yep. Interesting. Um, and th- I've played it before. Um, Love Me Do and She Loves You mm-hmm. in German. Oh, wow. Because they would do it for the sure, crowd. Sure. And phonetically, it, it sinks. Really? Yeah. It, oh, that's interesting. Because I would think that would throw everything off. Well, German is kind of guttural. Yes. You know, and then <laughs> to, to do. <laughs> oh, okay. You're yeah, that spitting all yeah. over the microphone yeah. there. It, it okay. works. Yeah. It really does. Oh. So, anyway. Okay, so, perfect. So, 62, yep. they played without George. Sure. And then they broke up right after they did Let It Be. So, oh, uh, interesting. So, interesting stuff. Yeah. 808 is the time. Um, did see uh, a friend of mine is uh, retiring. Mm-hmm. Long time WMUR anchor, Tom Griffith. Yeah. Fine. 35 years. 35 years. Oh. There, There's a lot to be said for and, that. And I was telling you the story. Tom and I ran into each other. I was doing a live bit on the air. Hey, Tom, come on over to the mic. Tom came over. <laughs> and, hey, Peter, how you doing? I said, how long have you been at MUR now? Oh, geez, I don't know, 22 years? 
really? You're not that good. And Tom's going, <laughs> I know. I keep telling him that. Uh, but he is. That's a, the humility he's, we oh, love. He's a class Aww. act. Class act. Yeah. Tom's a great guy. 35 years. Well, good for and, him. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what he's going to do. But uh, um, I, I know he dabbled in real estate for a while. So okay. I, I don't know if you know he's going to go do that or whatever. But he's won lots of uh, uh, awards. And he was the... Um, I remember his claim to fame, such as such as it was, um, when when um, Bill Clinton ran for president in that would have been ninety two. Tom was the first reporter to say, uh, "Excuse me, did you have an extramarital affair?" Oh, a bold Tom. Bing, bing. Okay, wow. Okay. He's somebody not... had to talk mm-hmm. to the big elephant in the room. Sure. And, uh, you know, no, I did not, blah, 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 whatever. Whatever the answer was. But Tom, yeah. Tom was the guy that leaned in and took one for the team. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Remember that? I was like, boy, you're There's not that bright. Courage. You ain't that bright, are you? <laughs> By the way, he but won. Well, thankful. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> so, Tom, wish you the best, my friend, whatever yeah. you decide to do. That nice. is, uh, but he's had a great career. Yeah, absolutely. Fabulous career. Um, and uh, we were looking at some stories and, We'll get into this later, but um, the Supreme Court yesterday did a ruling, 5-4 decision split, and um, they reinstated a Trump-era bill that limits the power of states to block energy projects that could potentially pollute rivers, streams, and other waterways. All right. In the 5-4 decision, the justices overturned a lower court judge who threw out the rule until the Biden administration can implement a new rule, which is expected in spring of 2023. Now, Democrats immediately condemned the decision, and some reporters went even further, called for the Biden administration to just ignore the Supreme Court. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) And you wonder why mm, we're so polarized? mm -hmm. Sure. Okay, you're supposed to report the news. You're not supposed to influence it. You're not an advocate. You're not a special group. You report it. That's it. So you have now given up your impartiality. And you wonder why people don't trust the media? Even though you and I are low-rung media ladder. I get sure. it. Uh, but I, that's why I'm never going to run for political office. I've got way, that too, way too many, many other skeletons. reasons. Oh, yeah. Yes, you that, do. Okay. Not happening. All right. And I'm okay. really not going to talk <laughs> about it today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please, Jesus. No, 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 no. notes as no. we speak. Beautiful. None of them in Sunapee, by the way. <laughs> Or Bradford or Hillsboro. So anyway, we're all good there. He's like, oh, then he no, doesn't no, no, care no. then. Yeah, if Purist it's not and in driven his snow in those towns, yeah. Um, but if, if Trump had done that, yeah. if, 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 can you see the Trump administration uh, ruling came against them? Mm-hmm. And Trump people said, just ignore the Supreme Court. People, you can't, you're overthrowing democracy. But they do it. It's like, how can you decide? I don't like those decisions. Make those go away. No one can do that. You can't just say, just disregard the Supreme Court. No. You can't just say, okay, you know what? That doesn't fit what we're trying to do. So let's disregard any law. But this is why people are so frustrated with, Mm -hmm. we don't live our lives that way. Right. Okay, but there's a whole separate rule inside me with this. Um, and sure that's this is not why people are going nuts. Can do. But just ignore it. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> the, the, we don't like the the uh, current uh, number of Supreme Court justices. We mm-hmm. need to stack the court. Sure. Like, sure. Oh, why yeah, yeah, are yeah. you messing with it? Uh, you don't like gerrymandering if it goes against you. But we're going to stack the Supreme Court because that way it will represent us more. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't do that kind of life math. Life doesn't work that way. No, it really Real doesn't. life doesn't work that way. Really doesn't. Which, you know, it's like me saying, you know what? I'm more of an afternoon person, so I'm going to come in around 2 and do the show from 2 to 4 with a few breaks. That's I'm just going to ignore the times that you've set up. That's basically good what you do anyway. I know, but <laughs> this would make it m- much more official. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. People like that, though. You, you, know? you can't just ignore what doesn't fit in your I preference know. I know. for things. I know. Like I said, we can't live our lives that way. Right. Uh, because the rule, you know, uh, law enforcement says this, the court says this. I can't say... Okay, yeah. that's a suggestion, right? <laughs> right. I'm not finding yeah, that to yeah. fit in I'm what I wanted to do. Not really or, buying yeah, into no, this, but thanks no. for your input. Yeah, See ya. Exactly. Uh, um, a sad note this morning. I really hate seeing uh, fishing season starting off this way. Uh, officials investigated possible drowning um, up near Nine Island uh, where the uh, Pazumsic and Connecticut Rivers come together up in Monroe, um, just north of um, Hillsborough, excuse me, um, Woodsville. Um, state police dispatched a caller, uh, report two people stranded on an island. Third person uh, went underwater. Apparently, they'd been fishing. They got off on the island. The boat started slipping away, mm. and one of them went to get the boat, mm. went under, did not have a life jacket on, oh, no. for the love of God. Why? Mm. Uh, with the waters this cold, this high, this fast. Sure. Um, sure. And apparently, they're, um, they suspended the search last night and are oh. going to continue. But I, I, I hate to see it. Yeah. Especially... I mean, we're we're a week into uh, six days uh, into salmon season, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I hate to see a fishing season start off that way. Absolutely, you know. Uh, uh, and there's no reason you should have your life jacket off. You got off out of the boat onto the island. Yeah. Okay. It, it makes no sense. Uh, for the same reason, people get in a boat this time of year, going, "Well, I'm not going to fall in." Well, that's your expectation. Mm-hmm. But if you do go in, having a life jacket up under the thwart. Or, or up in the bow, stashed somewhere, is not going to help you. Yeah. It, it just isn't. Oh. Um, I don't care if you don't. I used to have the, um, the big orangey, okay, but they're bulky when you're trying sure. to fish. So I got the little collar with the inflatable CO2. Okay. Boom, bang. So it's very narrow, very oh, thin. So you can move around, you can do move your around. fishing. Okay. I can, yeah. When I'm fly fishing, I can cast, yeah. sure. and it's okay. Sure. Uh, so there's no excuse. Yeah. Okay, you're not going oh. for fashion tips on this. Uh. You're going for survival. But And that's just it. You're thinking you're not going to need it, and it's just two quick seconds. Yeah, and uh, later on this morning, we're going to talk to a former uh, fishing game conservation officer, um, um, Wayne uh, Saunders, yes. Lieutenant Saunders. Um, and I'm sure Wayne will reiterate mm-hmm. the same thing that we're yeah. talking about, but... Nope, hate to see that. Sorry. Uh, so please take that as a warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are out in a boat fishing, um, don't, don't ever assume that, um, you know. And, and even if you're waiting, uh, if you get one of those little ones on, yeah, because the current's high and it's cold, yep. you get you, your boots come out from under you, your waiter, uh, chest waiters start filling with water. Sure. That's pulling you down. Yeah. At least if you can hit it, you're up. Yep. Just to buy you that extra you really time and energy. Never, need. never assume, yeah. kids. All right. Uh, 816 is the time. We're going to take a quick break. And as a matter of fact, we do have a member of law enforcement in the studio with us. So be on your best behavior. I was going to say that's yeah, keeping yeah, you right yeah, in yeah. line, isn't it? All He's right. taking way too many notes. <laughs> I know. It's a All little right. disconcerting. <laughs> We're going to take a break. All right. I'm going to take my fingerprints off the <laughs> desk. We'll be back.
chugging. Got my chips cashed in. Keep chugging. Like the doodah man. Together. More or less in line. Just keep chugging. Oh, oh, oh. Arrows of neon and flashing marquees out on Main Street. Chicago, New York, Detroit, and it's all the same. 8.21 is the time, and yet we're trucking right along this morning. In the studio with us, the chief of police for the uh, Sunapee. Police Department, Chief David Cahill with us. Morning, Chief. Good morning. How are you? Great. Living the dream. Glad to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, the fact that we knew you were just coming to visit and leaving, that was okay. <laughs> we don't get as nervous yeah, that right. way. Yeah. Sorry. Old habits die hard, you know. Um, you, uh, it's been, what, 20 years now? You've been in Sunapee? May 1st, 20 years. Is it really? Yes. Yep. So, I, I guess... You've passed the point of, well, I think I'll stay here for a while. Right. You're pretty much here. <laughs> that was, that was a few out. years ago. <laughs> but, and before that, you were in Hillsborough, and you started out in Bradford. Bradford, yep. So you got the whole local yep. area. Yep. Three great communities. I enjoyed each and every one of them, um, but I really found a place in Sunapee. And... I like that. As a, as, as a local, mm-hmm. I like the fact that the, you know, the chief... Okay, you were in Bradford, you were in Hillsborough, you were in some. I get that, as opposed to bringing somebody who was from Poughkeepsie, New York. Sure. It's like a different attitude, different environment. Yeah. You get it. I think one of the biggest successes that I can talk about is um, lived, I lived in each community I worked in. Yeah. Um, I was a part of each community. I coached baseball. I coached sports. I did everything I could. Yeah. Having four kids over the years, I um, did everything I could for them. I never imagined I'd be a baseball coach, a hockey coach, a <laughs> basketball coach, soccer. Were you I, but, good at any of them? Um, you know what? I was the coach <laughs> in all of those things. <laughs> no. I, you know what? I just It was an opportunity to, um, to live in the community, get to know all the sure. kids and the parents as well um know who your kids are hanging out with know a lot of that stuff get to meet people and being the police chief i think it was probably more significant or important to get to know everybody and stuff wanting to know who they are but i would i would say that my biggest success over 35 years has been um i lived in every community i worked in and and i have no regret to that it was probably one of the best things that i could do now is that is that a rule uh, I mean, if you're the chief of Sunapee, could you live in New London or could you live in Goshen? No. Okay. So I have a I have a contract with the town um, as to my residence. And 20 years ago, it was you have to live in town, and I had to live in town within six months of being hired. There are other okay. communities that do not require their chief to live in town, okay. um, and I think that's on a community by community basis. I understand and I totally support the chief living in those communities based on my experience. I think it's just been very good. Yeah, I really get the uh, being a coach of the yeah. kids. You yeah. know, as the kids go, yeah, what? Uh, nothing coach. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Well, and but I, you yeah. pump gas at the same place. You buy groceries at the sure, same place. You sure. run into people. Hey, you got a quick second. You become more available to people. And um, I, I can say this, it drove my wife crazy over the years with people either calling the house or showing up at the house. But you know what? That's small town, and that's one of the things I love about working in a small town is having that um, connection with the people in the community, and you just 
develop and make great friends over there so well i think it also gives you cred with the people that are in the community if you're having professional run-ins with them i mean you know what it's like to be the parent of a kid who's dealing with this or you know what yeah i know what it's like to come from the ball field and then you know i I don't know there's something about living in that town and and working together whether it's coaching or whatever you're doing school yes anything that's happening as a family life it gives a little more respect i mean there should be tons of respect for police chief or police officers anywhere it gives you even more because you're one of us and yeah. you're, you're, you know, you're a family guy. Shoulder and, to shoulder yeah, with them exactly. and you're paying the same taxes yep. they're paying yep. and yep. I'm not overexpending a budget that I don't care about or I don't care where the money right. comes from. I um, know that it's taxpayers and that's very valuable and I pay the same taxes everybody else pays and I, you know, like I said, I pump gas and get my groceries and run into a lot of the same people and the schools and stuff like that. Um, put four kids through the Sunapee School District. There so. you go. I, I lived, oh gosh, years and years ago. I uh, was on a farm up in Carroll County, and uh, the chief of police for our town, uh, my mother-in-law at the time, uh, saw him by the road, and I saw her go down and talk to him. I'm like, oh. He turned around and took off. I said, what's up? She said, I'm running late. I needed some hamburg. And she sent the police chief <laughs> down to the store, down to the general <laughs> store, pick up a pound of hamburg. And sure enough, Jimmy came back a little while later, pound of hamburger. I'm like, that's why I live here. Yeah. This is okay. But that to me speaks volumes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And the, that's having the connection. Yeah, yeah. Having the connection and being able to approach the police department. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I've said over the years is probably 3% of what we do at the Sunapee Police Department's top secret. Beyond that, everything else is transparent. I'll answer any questions, show you anything you want. I um, advocate for somebody to stop in the station, have a tour of the building. That's your that's your building. That's I'm just using it. So, um, you know, see what we do there, see what we have there. Um, monthly, I hold coffee with the chief, with the community and sustaining 30 to 35 people every month coming in to talk about different topics and different events and stuff. And the point is that we're being very transparent about what we do. Um, and if you're not there asking questions, I'll, I'll answer any questions and we'll do anything that we can do. Um, it's just been really good to have people there. And I there's a portion of the Coffee with the Chief where they all have to raise their hand and get sworn in as ambassadors <laughs> and find somebody who wasn't there and tell them about something um, that they didn't know about, wow. just to try to get the message out sure. and stuff, obviously. But um, communication, I have found, has to be key within our community in a small community and give them an opportunity. I mean, I get cell phone calls, I get text messages, I get emails. I'm sure there's a bunch of people in town that have my cell phone and, I, you know, it's it, I don't feel like people abuse it. I it just has been very successful. Do, do you try to, and you had said that right now you're fully staffed. You're not looking for anybody. Yes. Okay. But when you do, do you try to find somebody that has those same kind of traits, personality, small town traits that you have? Yeah. So the last thing I think that you want is um, there are very good and very professional police officers that are getting up and going to work every single day in the state. Absolutely. What we try what we try to do is find somebody that's fitting to our community. Mm-hmm. A small town community, we have a very big transient population, summertime, wintertime, right. um, that kind of stuff. People that understand that, um, the mission statement to the Sunapee Police Department is printed in our lobby. Um, that is very important to make sure that people understand what is the mission of the Sunapee Police Department and we can um, all of our employees, this is what our mission is, so what you do each and every day should have something to do with the mission of the police department so that we're out there doing this 
And the key thing is that we all work as a team. So the night shift is doing the same thing the day shift is doing. There's communication in between the different shifts, and we're able to move back and forth and, I believe, just serve with a great service. We're certainly not perfect. We make mistakes, and I think that's yeah. another thing is that we're we're willing and able to admit that we've made mistakes. We can do things better. Um, I've had many conversations with many residents over the years who have had a good point, who have um, had better opportunity, who have better suggestions to do something, and we've taken to those and kind of really work with our community. So um, I think that's key. But it's got to grind you when you see national stories. Uh, an officer that his attitude or her attitude is basically, you're all lawbreakers. I just haven't caught you yet. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, I think the law enforcement profession is not unlike all the other professions in the world. We, we, have, a, we, we have a small group of people who just don't do us any favors with our reputation. Um, and when, you know, when an officer does something clearly wrong, clearly against the law, it just drives me crazy because then the community as a whole across the country paints every law enforcement mm-hmm. officer right. to that person's inability to hold themselves to a standard um, of, of ethical decisions. And it's just it's absolutely not true while it's in the media an awful lot about law enforcement i do believe that number is a very very small number across the country and as i said there are many professional um ethical police officers in this country that get up and go to work every day and uh bless them and when i hear people complain about salaries yes you go do it you go take a job where you're not sure you're going to come home yep. at the end of the shift sorry Whatever you want, I'll pay you. Yep. Corrections officers, fire, bingo, same thing. You don't want to do the job. Right. To stop giving them their, they've got our backs. Right. And that's always been my attitude. And when I hear people complain about the budget, it's like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Come on. And, and the training that you undergo to get in and the training that you, uh, the officers continue to go through while you're in the position Come on, it's constantly being upgraded. Yes. Um, I never imagined we were going to talk about this this morning. Um, I had a list of other things to do, but while we're going off on this, Peter, um, this is an email the town of Sunapee just put out if you'd like to read it. Uh, After a distinguished uh, law enforcement career spanning more than three decades, Sunapee Police Chief David Cahill has announced his retirement (gasps) effective May 31st, 2022. (gasps) Chief Cahill was appointed Sunapee's Chief of Police in May 2002. He has played an integral role in fulfilling the department's mission to protect and serve our residents and implementing new technology to better serve our community. Moreover, he has been a strategic and thoughtful leader for the Sunapee. Did you write this? I did not. I wish wish I did. That's why I want you to write it. Oh, very nice. Moreover, he has been a strategic and thoughtful leader for the Sunapee Police Department. His commitment to working with the community to increase transparency, accountability, and partnership has been exemplary. Chief Cahill was president of the New Hampshire Association of Chiefs of Police, also a member of the New Hampshire Police Standards and Training Council. In 2017, Governor Sununu appointed Chief Cahill chairman of that council. Before coming to Sunapee, Chief Cahill spent 13 years with Hillsborough Police Department, achieved the rank of Detective Sergeant. He also worked undercover with the New Hampshire Attorney General's Drug Task Force. Chief Cahill started his career in 1987 as a Bradford, New Hampshire police officer, where he served the town of Bradford for two years. Chief Cahill was a graduate of the 81st session of the New Hampshire Police Academy and a graduate of the command training program from the New England Institute of Law Enforcement at Babson College. It has been our great privilege to have this distinguished gentleman as our police chief. While we are deeply saddened to see him go, we are forever grateful for his years of service 
we wish him well in his next endeavors. Thank you. I don't think I could have read it and got through it. This is why I asked him to <laughs> read it. So, sure, um, sure. So I had um, given my notice of retirement earlier this week and just asked the town manager for a couple of days. I could uh, make some phone calls and talk to some people in town that deserve me face to face. So, mm, so, so wow. it's official now. You're, it is. You're done. I'm done. Yes, May 31st. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the new chief? Why are Get you wasting in here? Why are you wasting your time <laughs> yeah, with me? Right on, on old man. news. No, you <laughs> You're old news me. now. Come on. <laughs> Singing your praises and loving how well it is still. See, I'm going to be fired now. You might have a new co host. I know. know? (laughs) Really? He's warm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yes, I think I've found your act two service. Seriously. Um, Wow. First time I get a chance to talk to him, he's on his way out the door. Yes. Well, Peter has that effect on people. Yeah, I know. You may want to go <laughs> wow. cool off a little bit and uh, it's gotta think be, this through. It's got to be mixed emotions. It is. Because um, you're, you're a young man. Well, thanks. I'm 55 years old. You, you um, wear it well. I started very young in life. Um, yeah. I was actually a dispatcher here in New London when I was a senior in high school. Um, nice. You talk about the old police chief and stuff. At yeah. the time, the um, chief was Walt Rainey, um, and he was a good friend of my grandfather's. My grandfather called me home one day and said, hey, what are you doing? Like, I'm just sitting here. He goes, I'll be right over to pick you up. Picks me up, drives me to the New London Police Department. On the way up, he says, you want a job, don't you? I said, yeah. <laughs> so we walk in and walk into the chief's office. Here he is. And he hired me as a dispatcher. And that was my oral board to be wow. hired as a dispatcher. So you talk about the old time oh, and the connections. Yeah. Yeah. And my grandfather was very friendly with uh, Walt Rainey. And Walt was a, a, a great man. And I appreciate him um, hiring me. And Now, now see, uh, do you know Wayne Saunders? Yes. Okay. Uh, Wayne, Fish and Game Law Enforcement, years and years. He's retired. You don't really ever retire. Right. right. So are you really going to retire, or are you no. still going to be? Okay. Um, <laughs> I, my last day in the office is May 13th. Right. Um, on May 16th, um, I've been hired by um, Ruger Firearms. I'll be their manager for security operations at their Newport division. Nice. So um, my commute will be a little bit longer in the morning, but um, yeah. it'll be four miles instead of two miles. Yeah, so. sure. yeah I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm excited to have the opportunity to um, work in a different kind of a setting um, without law enforcement, but um, still in a setting that I'm comfortable with. And um, I'm honored that uh, Ruger has hired me and entrusted me and my skill and ability to help them along the way. And so I'm excited. Um, uh, With all sincerity, um, thank you for your years of service in in Hillsboro, in Bradford, in New London, and and, uh, for the past 20 years in Sunapee. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Wow. You going to be okay? Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I, you know what? It, it, you're right. It's mixed emotions. Bit, yeah. 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 It's, uh, I got in the, the car this morning driving to work and I'm like, wow. I'm not going to be doing this much longer. So it's, um, it's good. But I, uh, my, I was going to say, your wife's got to be on board with this. Uh, she, if she's listening, she just found out. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, of course she, she is. She made me say it. Please don't yell at me, ma'am. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm glad mine's no, not my, yelling. Yeah. You know, I, I've spent 35 years doing this, but you look at, you know, what an officer's wife and family sure, goes through over sure. those uh-huh. 35 years. Um, like I said, my kids range from age 32 to age 30, um, 18 and 15. So wow. they've been through an awful lot. And um, my wife has been through an awful lot, so mm. they're really my support. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, well, I'm sure, you know, there's going to be some misgivings on your part. Yep. Should I have? I, I get it. 
And I'm sure people are going to be sad to see you go because the transparency, the integral part of the community, Absolutely. it's hard to let that go. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can only hope that they, um, you know, when I leave, I leave and that's it. And I've, and I realize that and recognize that, um, I, I stayed so long so that I don't have to yeah. wish I could come back, wish I right. did this. Sure. I feel like I've, sure, sure. I've done everything no I've set out to do. I feel like I've accomplished everything. Now, will the replacement be in-house or do they have to go out and find somebody? Um, the decision is ultimately the town manager's decision. Okay. Um, within the town of Sunapee, she makes that decision. So I've certainly made some recommendations to a sister in those, um, in that decision process. But um, I hope that they make an announcement um, in the next few weeks and stuff and um, yeah. So I'm available for the new chief if he or she has any questions or anything. Um, but I realize that I'm not the chief over there anymore. I wish them the best. Um, I think they'll be a great job. And the officers who are over there, I really thank them for their hard work and everything they've done. That's so. fantastic. So your, your last day is when? May 13th. Could we have a ride in the front of the cruiser? <laughs> I've done the back. <laughs> You've done the back. I, I'd like Hard to, to see things. For a <laughs> oh, my. So, well, just just oh, saying. Right. Yeah. I want to get him to smile. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know it. David, That's a tough seriously. one. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank I you. appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, and as we've said, thanks when he said, for read years this, of service. I skipped I ahead and I'm going, oh, Those damn. Those first couple yeah. of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. First couple of sentences. Like, and I, and I uh -oh. have to tell you, my list this morning talked about drug take back, green up day, the boat, the boat patrol, statistics program, officers in training. So you went right to the good stuff. What, we, what we did today was never planned. <laughs> wow. So. That's, wow. that's true. Son of Police Chief David Cahill, been a pleasure. And thank you again for your years of service. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We're going to take a break. Back on the other side right after this. Just a knocking around the zoo on a Thursday afternoon. There's bars on all the windows and they're counting up the spoon, babe. And if I'm feeling edgy, it's a chick who's paid to be my slave. Yeah, oh, watch out, James. But she'll hit me with a needle. She thinks I'm trying to misbehave. I just sold that album. You sold that album? Yep. James Taylor. Um, okay. James Taylor was signed um, to Apple Records. Okay. Uh, the Beatles album. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they loved him. Okay. And uh, that was his first album uh, that came out. And uh, very skinny James Taylor. It was like 1968 or 69. And uh, Jane Asher was Paul McCartney's girlfriend in 1965-66. She had a brother, Peter Asher, yeah. who worked at Apple Records, became his manager and record producer when James Taylor came over to, back to America and became a big smash success. Peter Asher worked with Linda Ronstadt and James Taylor and oh, big, big time okay. producer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It. And I think uh, he even stopped at the Upper Valley Humane Society one day. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Sure we'll see if we can tie that in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm knocking around the zoo. Zoo, yeah, know, yeah. Animals. That was a reaching one and that movie, time, Carrie. <laughs> that movie still scared me. Oh. Uh, uh, thankfully, I don't know what movie you're talking Carrie. about. 
Oh. Oh, that was a scary movie. Well, don't make that association. <laughs> My goodness. We have the nice Carrie with us. We have Carrie wow. Hamill with the Upper Valley Humane Society. Well, How she's not ca- scary. The movie was. Well, I know. Oh, Carrie. <laughs> we, we will try to clean up the intros oh, for geez, next time. Louise. Hi, Carrie. Well, at least you're not calling me Scary Carrie. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's because we're not that clever. No, no, no. <laughs> didn't think of it. Yeah. You could do that. So how well, are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, obviously a little giddy, uh, <laughs> but we're okay. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what's what's what are we doing today? We are going to talk about a rabbit today. Ooh. Um, we have one rabbit up for adoption. And he has a funny name. His name is Stash, like mustache. Mustache, got it. And I can, yeah, I can only guess it's because he has kind of, a, he's white and black, and he has like a black marking right where a mustache would oh, be. Yeah. I'm guessing that's that's why he came to us with that name. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're not taking credit for the name, I take it. No, and no. we boy, we we sometimes come up with some odd ones, but this one wasn't ours. <laughs> okay. No, no, I, I I know people. Some people that have had bunnies or rabbits or whatever. Um, can can they be trained? I mean, can they be like a cat and a dog? Well, they you can you know say, come on, and and they'll come or follow you. You bet. I mean, they can definitely be trained. I don't know. Um, I don't know if they come when they're called, but I, they definitely are very smart, and this one in particular is smart. And he's litter box trained, which which oh, many wow. people are able nice. to do with their rabbits, which is a huge bonus. Oh, because, yeah. You know, who wants to deal with that? Yeah, right. <laughs> so yes. if they can use a litter box, it makes life a lot easier, especially since, you know, they're indoors. And um, But this guy, he's, he's smart and he's friendly and social. When, when I go into the room, he comes right over to say hello and Aww. let me pet him. Yeah, he's cute. He's he's um he's almost two years old. He's a Rex rabbit, and he's um he's a curious, adventurous guy. He does he does um, sometimes get into trouble when he's left to just free roam in a house, and he kind of chews things he shouldn't. So the idea is to give him things that that he's supposed to chew, give him appropriate things, so rabbit toys and boxes and things, and yep. and you can also like baby proof his space. And like you know, use those like outlet covers and yep. um, another idea that my staff had was that to use X pens, those exercise pens to kind of block off mm-hmm. areas you yep. don't want him to go or to keep him contained. But you know, rabbits they like a lot of space. But they just uh this guy just can't be left to just kind of free roam everywhere. <laughs> <He> <laughs> got to keep an eye on him. Um but he He's best for a home with some rabbit experience just to kind of help him with more training and some more comfort with handling. So, like I said, he's he's very friendly and social, but I don't think he's too keen on being picked up. But um, a lot of bunnies aren't, but he's kind of a fun project bunny, but he's very nice. And he... Um, He's the only thing is he doesn't like other rabbits, so he's looking for a home without any other rabbits. That's that's why he came back to us because he did not like other rabbits. Huh. Now, what, <laughs> oh, how, how about how is he with with other cats or dogs? I don't know that. Oh, okay. um, let me look. I don't think I don't know that we know. I'm not sure if they had any rabbit. It doesn't say. Um, hmm. I'm not sure. Usually, they're pretty okay to kind of coexist with other species no as long as there's you know as long as like the cat or dog isn't trying to get after them of course but 
So we're he's kind very of, cute. He looks. He, does he, he look looks cute. like. Uh, looks yeah. like uh, what? A pound and a half or two pounds? I mean, he looks small. He's about four pounds. Okay. Okay. Still very yeah. small. So the ideal family would be somebody who's between rabbits right now, because if you're saying you know someone that maybe has some experience with rabbits, but we don't want this little guy to be with other bunnies right yeah. now. Yeah. So if you're between rabbits, this would be the thing. And Honestly, if it, yeah, that's a great idea, Jeannie. That's like a really good point. Yeah, because if you've had rabbits before, you kind of know about them and, and, you know, what they need. And then, yeah, exactly, if they're looking for a new one. And sure. you can, if you want to see Stash, you can go to our Facebook page, WNTK, and you can see right there. He's uh, super oh, cute. he's adorable. Oh, he fun. is. He's really cute and really nice. Yeah, mm. really nice. And, 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 and it's okay if I... Uh, if I pick him up and pat him, if he likes that, he's he's not great about being picked up at the moment. So oh, okay. we have to kind of we're kind of working on that. But he likes to be petted. I go in and pet him, and he's very friendly. Okay. Um, yeah. So so yeah, just needs a little more com- comfort with with handling. But yeah, he's like he's very sweet. Oh, hmm. Looks adorable, and I do see the the stash part. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Wow. All right. So if people are curious about stash. Um, how, how do they how do they see them? They should go to uvhs.org. They can also give us a call if they want some more information. Our number is 603-448-6888. There you go. Beautiful. And Stash, yeah. is, Stash is there. And as Jeannie aptly put it, if you're between bunnies, uh, <laughs> here's a perfect opportunity. time. Yeah. I love That's it. That's right. All right. Well, um, what are you doing for the rest of the day? Now that you've done the big stuff, been on with us, now what do you do? <laughs> That's the highlight of your day, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Absolutely. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> you doing yeah. anything big today? Um, no, not really. I've got some meetings, you know, but... Okay. That, that's where we're working on a, a mailing that's going to go out so that's exciting so we're talking about what stories we're going to put in there always some good animal stories mm, well, there you go nice well sounds okay but the, all the, the necessary but the stuff tough part there. is over now you don't have to sweat this <laughs> oh, yeah. anymore all right really tough <laughs> <laughs> hey carrie thanks a lot thank you you guys have a great day all right you, you too, too. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Carrie Hamill, Upper Valley Humane Society. And you can check out Stash, and he is adorable. He is cute. Uh, you can go to uh, UV- uvhs.org, or you can go to WNTK, our Facebook page, and you can see Stash right there and say, oh, yeah, there's a little Stash. That's cute. I like that. <laughs> 851, taking a break. Back with more. Former law enforcement officer, Eddie Money. He was a cop. That is yep. cool. Maybe that's what Chief Cagle yeah. is actually going to do. He's going to be a, a singer. He's going to be a, yes, a performer. That's it. He can, Musical you can, artist. You can sing at the Anchorage down on Sunapee Harbor. There you go. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. And we can say we knew him when. You heard it. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, Chief David Cahill has announced his retirement. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, yeah, struck me when he handed me this. Hey, look at this. Yes. I'm like, uh, yes. oh, mm, I oh know what this do is. I want to read this? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. But 
Uh, kind of cool. Yeah. Yes. 20 years. Yes. Wow. Exciting for him. Yeah. He's put in a really good is. long time, done a great job, it sounds like, with, with the department it, it, and, and, and just a community guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And as I alluded to, um, fire, law enforcement, um, first responders, mm-hmm. corrections officers, anybody who uh, puts on a uniform um, and leaves the house at the uh, in the morning, yep. no guarantees you're coming home at yeah, night. Exactly. That's a tough That's life. That's not something that we have to no. go on an everyday basis. When you leave that house, yeah. you're thinking, okay, yeah. I, I'm undergoing that kind of risk. Well, yeah, I mean, that level of, barring, I mean, any of us could get bar, Barring a car yeah. accident, a stroke. Right. You know, okay, I get Anything that. Anything like that. But, but, but to th- really be consciously thinking, okay, every traffic yeah, stop I yeah, make today yeah, could that, be. I'm sorry. That's not a life I would choose for myself. Uh, and if you've done it, Thank you. I, I am so thankful for the I people am. that, that yes. do. Absolutely. I, my yes. my heart goes out to oh, you. My goodness. Uh, and I yep. support law enforcement, first responders, corrections officials. Sure. No, yep. sorry. Yep. Uh, and people that whine about them. Yeah, the money that... Do, are you going to uh, do the damn job? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I think they're not making enough money. Do you know what a jungle it would be yep. if we didn't have them? Oh, my I goodness. don't even want to hear nope. about it. Nope. So, anyway. Uh, 8.58 is the time. The opening bell hasn't sounded yet. Um, Dow... Lost 144 yesterday, um, so but but again, it's 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 all relative. Um, it's going to open at 34,496.51, which you know isn't bad. Uh, it's not like it was down, you know, in the 20s. Um, it's 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 okay. Um, don't don't worry about it. Um, oil uh, started eking back up. Um, it, right now it's uh, $97.14 a barrel. Gold. Still going back up. Uh, ooh, gained five dollars and ten cents. It's uh, now at one thousand nine hundred and twenty-eight dollars and twenty cents per ounce. Wow! You got any feelings? Yeah, I need <laughs> Not gas anymore. money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Dow is down 0.65. Uh, S and P uh, is down two point seven five, and Nasdaq is down 0.75. So no, no mm. real big cranks this morning, but. It is opening a little lower. We'll see what happens. Uh, 9 o'clock news is next. We'll be back on the other side with uh, more. So come on back.
dance like that You got that little tattoo Playing peekaboo on your back Yeah, if you wanna impress me Baby, here's my plan All you gotta do is put a drink in my hand Yeah, fill it up I'm throwing down You be my lowest lane, I'll be your Superman <laughs> Quite a line That's it, man oh, right. That's a great line Is it? I don't know We're going to church uh-huh. Eric, Church. Eric Church. That's right. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. All you got to do is put a drink in my hand. See, <laughs> we're we're having fun because this is our Friday. This is our Friday. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So, yep, I got a drink in my hand right now. Yes, you do. Yeah. Good old coffee. Coffee, yeah. I know. Coffee, coffee. <laughs> well, in 52 minutes. <laughs> that might change. There you I go. See. Mimosa. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I saw a story that... Uh, I, I had to think about it, and I went, interesting. Um, on October 30th, 1938, okay. just a couple years before I was around, <laughs> yeah. and two before Jeannie got here, yes, yes, uh, America it. was rocked by shocking news. Okay. Aliens had been spotted crash landing outside Grover's Mill, New Jersey. Uh-huh. Additional sightings were soon made across the Northeast, including reports of Martians unleashing poison gas on Manhattan, burning onlookers alive with ray guns. <sighs> Periodically, the breathless news reports would be reduced to static. Listeners reacted in real time. Many of them flooded the streets wearing gas masks and wet towels over their faces. <laughs> Stores were raided. Bridges and expressways were inundated with traffic. And, and pregnant women reportedly went into early labor. Mm-hmm. Of course, there was no invasion. No. The news bulletins were part of a live Halloween program <gasps> of a young producer and cast of talented actors. The producer was 23-year-old Orson Welles, and the name of the episode was War of the Worlds. Oh, goodness. The H.G. Welles adapted story has been produced uh, for radio as part of Welles' regular Sunday night broadcast, the Mercury Theater on the Air, a program that had hitherto been largely ignored as it was up against a wildly popular variety show starring comedians Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. But this was different. Nobody was in the mood for opera that night, and they stumbled onto Wells' broadcast, and it sounded like news bulletins. Mm. Now, you got there was no TV. Right. There was no internet. Right. Uh, there, there was radio. Yes. And people are hearing these news bulletins. Oh. Sounds important. Yes. They had the sound effects going on. <laughs> and and uh, they were using news flash bulletins on fictional radio. And wow. And... and uh, Murray Horowitz, who is a Tony Award-winning playwright, uh, said something like that could only happen during the golden age of radio. And he said, and then that was the 30s through the mid-50s. That's the only time when the whole nation would gather together and listen to the same programs every night around the radio. True. Okay? Until now. The audience numbers might not quite match those of the mid-20th century, but with more Americans than ever listening to audiobooks and podcasts, uh, audio-only formats have made a massive comeback in recent years, suggesting we might be entering a second golden age of radio. Mm-hmm. There you go. I went, you know, All right. I like Looking that. warm to that one. Okay, we're in our second year of this show. <laughs> yes, and it's, a, yeah. Okay, you see where I'm going with this? Look, yes, look at the trend we're creating. You know, but, but uh, at the time... Um, and, and I heard about it from my grandparents, my great-grandparents, uh, that, yeah, uh, in, in remember from your history classes, the fireside chats mm-hmm. with Franklin Roosevelt, sure. where he would talk to the nation around the radio. Right. And folks would have their supper 
around the mm-hmm. radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd see pictures in Life Magazine or Look Magazine mm-hmm. or Saturday Evening Post uh, where the whole family were huddled by those floor model radios. <laughs> yes, the giant box. Yeah, the yeah. dog laying yeah. there, the kids at the feet, yep. mom knitting, sure. dad on a corn cob pipe listening to sure. the president talking. Um, or they would listen to uh, uh, Suspense, Lux Radio Theater, Sherlock Holmes, uh, the comedy of Bob Hope. Uh, kids would run home to see if Dick Tracy had gotten his man. Sure. Uh, the exciting adventures of Superman. It, it was a fantastic medium, and it kind of went away. And I've tried to explain this to people, that that's why radio works, because we're only about sound. There are no pictures. Mm-hmm. We deal in noise. And so if you, if we're doing something and we plan ahead, well, and they say, you know, I was at the house last night and I could hear a door opening and we hit a sound effect of, whoa, you're drawn in by those ambient noises. Yeah. And we deal in sound. Yeah. And when you take, when you take what we do, Mm -hmm. print it on a piece of paper, Mm -hmm. that is no longer an advantage for radio. You now have neutered us and we're on a piece of paper. That's not what we do. Sure. We deal in noise. Noise. Well, because then by extension, each person conjures up their own images that correlate to the story that's being played out. And you do that in a distinct way that's unique just to you that is not shared. So oftentimes if you see that same story or whatever done in a movie or in a show, it takes something, it's just like reading. It takes something away a little bit because that's somebody else's imagery of what the story is and how it plays out. Yep. Your brain will do distinct things to the sounds that you're hearing and and conjure up those images that are unique just to you. I mean, radio was and still is a cheap form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. If you can't go to the movies, uh, you know, before streaming sure. came by, sure. you'd have to go to a drive-in or you'd have mm-hmm. to go to a theater or back in the 30s, you'd go to a vaudeville show to yep. be entertained. Yep. But radio allowed you to stay at home. Sure. You know? Well, and there are a lot of folks now that are listening while they're working either a craft or a hobby, they're mm-hmm. doing projects, or they're just working from home. A lot more folks are working from home now and they like to have something on that is keeping them engaged yep. as well. Well, now, now here's a list of people. Um, that you know, you all know, Jimmy Stewart, Clark Gable, Catherine Hepburn, Humphrey Bogart, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, Joan Crawford, Betty Davis, Henry Fonda, Judy Garland, Cary Grant, Gene Kelly, Shirley Temple, all in movies. Mm -hmm. They all started on radio. Radio. Didn't Ronald Reagan as well? Yep, Ronald Reagan. He was uh, doing sports. Yes. Yep. Um, But everybody would start in radio and then they would go to mm-hmm. live vaudeville or they'd go to movies and sure. then when television came in in the 50s so yeah radio um radio could be the second golden age there you go uh because i'm sorry people then now we've got what 300 channels of mm-hmm. tv right and i guarantee you you're gonna say nothing's on mm-hmm. well you know what's unique too so my kids uh they do not watch tv four kids None of them really watch TV. And it's, you know, you and I growing up, TV was a big deal because I can remember the TV coming in. It was black and white, but it was still, it was huge, this huge box, maybe perched on top of one of those rickety TV trays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was oh, just yeah. an accident yep. waiting to happen. Yep. But TV was a big deal. And then when you could watch shows, we were like, <gasps> I know. so we grew up 
watching TV, that is a thing to do. Not so much for the generations that came after us, I don't think. They are not as excited because they want things on demand and they, they will go after their specific interests, whether it's, and I think that's why podcasts and radio yep. is coming back into play because they're not tied to TV the way that we were. Well, and, and somebody said in different words what you just said. Um, it said, people's imaginations run wild when they're relying on only one of the five senses. Yes. Listening is more stimulating and immersive than a book because there are sound effects and music in addition to words and the audience is filling in every blank mentally. Yes. Paradoxically, it's the most visual of all mediums. And we're not dealing in pictures. Right. You, what you conjure up in your head even though we're listening to the same song, mm -hmm. you're conjuring up something entirely different than I am. Sure. Or that she is, or right. he is. Right. And that's. So it's a shared experience yes. that's not shared. Yep. <laughs> that's individualized. It's, but when I saw that, it just yeah. said radio entering the second golden age. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, beautiful. Wow. Yeah. See, we, I sense. never thought it went away. Yeah. But it, it kind of has. I think it changed. Yeah. It yeah, changed, yeah, it really. Did. It did. Um, morphed. You look at the, uh, uh, the music formats. Um, when it was doo-wop, and then it went to rock and roll, and then it went to uh, rock, acid rock, British Invasion, then it went to disco, then it went to new wave, then it went to, you know, it keeps going through these phases, but mm -hmm. it, music is still music. Right. Uh, except for that junk they call rap. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, 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 I can't even disagree I'm with not, you on I'm that not one. Going, I just, I'm I refuse. Not, yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Um, uh, yeah, when I can hear a car um, no bigger than one of my <laughs> shoes, mm -hmm. and three quarters of the car is the nothing but speaker. Yeah. yeah, and all I hear. <laughs> all right, yeah. Half a mile down the road, that's all I hear. Yes. It's like, oh, seriously? I'm cranking up Alan Jackson in the truck. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure well. you are. So anyway, so uh, yeah, radio. You know, I mean, you're in a car. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, that's it's so portable. Yep. It goes everywhere. Yep. yep. And I do love it. Yeah. I do love it. And and every once in a while, um, I'll sit there and if I walk here across the parking lot, how many radio signals am I walking through? Through? Yeah. yeah. You know, the, this station and this station and this station. Yeah. You know, it's just, they're all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of fun. So see, radio's here. We're going to be here for a while. Well, not right now. We're going to take a break. Buzzkill. <laughs> 918, we'll be back. You gonna get a crazy tonight? I get down to it. I said, you gonna get a crazy? I get down to it. I said, you gonna move with the music, make a new music, music, get it all down, get it all night, get it all right, get it out of sight, and get it down, baby. Yeah. Where am I, Jamma? Let me hear you, digga. <laughs>
live albums ever. Full House Live, Jay Giles Band, Magic Dick on harmonica. And when I was a kid, my uncle bought me a harmonica for Christmas. I could <laughs> never get those sounds out of that harmonica. Yeah. I'm sure you tried, though. Oh, you I did. yourself out I could hit one high note, yeah. but I couldn't. Over and over again. Yeah, I, I bet your parents loved you. But that yeah. is oh, that yeah. is just awesome. Great. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, 925 is the time. Uh, time now for uh, one of my favorite categories. Uh, seriously, dude, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> I love these. I do, too. Don't you hate it when you search all over the house for your misplaced methamphetamine or Xanax, <laughs> only to discover that the drugs were inside your four-year-old child's lunch bag <gasps> at daycare? <gasps> Louisiana cops summoned yesterday to a child care facility in West Monroe after staffers discovered narcotics inside a bag carried by the daughter of Jennifer Wise, 35 years old. Oh, Police investigations revealed that Wise had left a gram of meth half a Xanax bar, and several doses of the sedative uh, clon... Clonopin? Clonopin, yeah, that's it, Clonopin, in the girl's lunch bag uh, when she dropped her off at the daycare. During the interview, uh, Mom reportedly admitted to purchasing the drugs a day earlier for 75 bucks. Mm -hmm. She said she'd actually misplaced the drugs and was currently looking for them, said the state trooper. A search of the residence yielded nine grams of meth, digital scales, and numerous plastic baggies used for distribution. She's been charged with four felony narcotics counts, two misdemeanor raps. She's locked up in the parish uh, bed and breakfast on a $14,500 bond. Oh, my goodness. The only thing that takes that <laughs> out of the, like, chuckleably absurd yeah. is the fact that a kid was involved. Because what if that kid I know, had inject? Oh, that just drives me nuts. I, I know. No, just... no, 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 no. Talk about child endangerment. Uh, I don't quite... I, there's so many things wrong with that story. There really are. And, and I'm yes. like, how do you pack how meth and get, Xanax yes, in your kid's in lunchbox? A, in a lunchbox. And if that's happening just on that particular day, what else is happening around the clock that's coming into contact with that well, kid or just well, carelessly I'm, around the... Yeah. I, well, I'm saying, all I see is she's up on four narcotics charges two, on, and two misdemeanor raps. She still has the kid? No, I'm sure she better not. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, no, I can't imagine. I mean, here, here I'm picturing this little kid with you know a little my pretty pony lunchbox. Brady bunch. How are you putting that into? Uh, yeah, I know. I, I don't know how that happens. Oh no! Yeah, they're my drugs. No, I was looking for them. Oh, yeah. you found oh, them. Thank you oh, for can, finding them. Can I have them, them back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh! Wow! No. What? Hopefully, is your... the child has been relocated to someplace safer. But but again, let me point out: mm-hmm. you're 35 years old, girl. I know. You know, you ain't know. 16 anymore. No. Move on. No. Uh, there's some stuff that you know. It was okay when you were 15, 16. It wasn't even okay then. Well, you, it, it was. It was more. Yeah. You, you know, you could. It's just twice as kind of get away with shocking. It, but, yeah. At this but when age. you're 35 and you got yeah. a kid, oh, seriously. Gosh. Um, uh, there's blowback. Um, um, NBC News journalists are all upset mm-hmm. by MSNBC's move to hire the White House press, press secretary, Jan Psaki. Okay. Um, they're hiring her as a um, n- news reporter. And they're like, she's not a news reporter. Yeah. Um, they, 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 was it NBC? NBC did the same thing a few years ago when they hired Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> and they paid her like $800,000. Yeah. And their reporters, they're killing themselves, like right, real right. reporters. Like who have earned yeah, their... Yeah, yeah. And they're getting blown off mm-hmm. by her because they thought that Hillary was going to be the president and she would get some inside story. Yes, yes, yes. She, so she did an interview with, like, Mr. Potato Head 
yeah, I know. I, you know it, was, it was that obsequious. It's stupid. And the reporters are like, I'm not making 800000 Right. What is this oh, tuna fish doing? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and, yeah, so it was just a, she was a plant because they were yeah. figuring they'd get more information that way. Um, oh, that's fascinating. And uh, they're, they're just, uh, the reporters are just <laughs> saying, what is the problem here? Mm-hmm. You know, um, why are you paying her to do this? We're the ones that are doing the work. Right. And, and I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I fully get it. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be like uh, if... Um, um, Governor Sununu's uh, chief of staff. Um, he, he wanted to leave or whatever. They they fire you mm-hmm. and bring him in. Bring him in here, yeah. And I'm like, why? What? Why, why would you do? Well, you know, just because. Yeah. You know, we'll yeah. Be, he can learn how to we, push we the can, buttons. We can. Yeah. yeah you push my buttons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would. Uh, <laughs> you know. Well, that that puts us inside with the governor, and you yeah, know. Uh, yeah. I'm like, but that's not. That's not what we do. Is that kind of what you're trying to lead up to? That's what, no. This is how you're going to break it to me? Honey, I'll leave before you leave. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, for, now no, that no. Chief Cahill might be available to us. Uh, uh, that's you you got to get yeah. worried there. Yeah. And I'm the one that's just told his wife, hey, he's quitting. <laughs> I know. He's going to be exactly. home now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I think you've got bigger problems, Chief, than, <laughs> <laughs> than radio show hosting. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Interesting. And I did see the uh, uh, Wakisha. Waukesha, Wisconsin, school board. Um, uh, the uh, um, school board elections came to an end. All three Republican-backed candidates taking the three open seats mm-hmm. following controversy surrounding the teaching of the critical race theory. Mm-hmm. They said, no, no. <laughs> now, and I love this sentence. The three conservative candidates won the seats after receiving the most votes. <laughs> Is that how that's I done? I guess that's how elections yeah. work. Oh, yeah. that's weird. i got to write that down. Um, Did you highlight that? I, I know. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Sarah Harrison, who finished fourth in the race, mm-hmm. voiced her concerns about the winners, telling the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that they followed national Republican speaking points designed to stir fear in voters. Okay, note to self. You came in fourth. There was only three seats. Shut yeah. up, you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's happening all around the country. Um, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, the governor, uh, Christy Nam of uh, South Dakota. She signed an executive order on Tuesday uh, saying political indoctrination has no place in our classrooms. Our children will not be taught that they are racist or that they are victims. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I learned history. I learned slavery. Mm-hmm. I learned, you know, that uh, the slave traders are going over to Africa, bringing people sure. over, sure. you know, uh, the rum to slave to tea. I, I get that whole British East India Company thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. But, okay, that was also 300 years ago. Mm-hmm. We've moved away from that. Right, right. Um, but to try and mire and slant, that is one view of history, that we're all oppressors. We haven't morphed out of it. And that's the way you need to look at it. No, that's the way you want to look at it. Right. I choose to think that we have moved beyond that. Mm-hmm. But um, and because learned from it, well, yeah. and moved beyond it. And, and again, um, gosh. learning from it and moving forward is different than trying to erase and pretend. Yeah, I know. And 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 you know, uh, and I know it sounds weird, but um, again, go to Dr. Martin Luther King, the "I Have a Dream" speech. Um, he said, I have a dream that someday my children will not be, uh, th- their qualifications will not be based on the color of their skin, mm-hmm. but upon their character. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get it. You said it. 
And we've tried to move and r- remove the barriers right. that, oh, you're red, you're green, you're black, you're yellow, you're white, whatever. Right. Okay, no. Can you do the job? Are That's you morally right. cor- corrupt? Are you, you know, you look at the other factors. Mm-hmm. But now people, it seems like the more we've moved away from it, the more some people want us to move back to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, it's just kind of reversed. But somehow you can justify it. Mm-hmm. If I tried it, oh, no, you're sending us back to Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. What? Well, what is it? No. So I don't know. So, yes. So the three candidates won because they got the most votes. <laughs> I, why did Groundbreaking you? Well, yeah. Right why there. did you have to spell that out? I'm like, boy, are we that dumb? 9.33 is the time. We'll take a break. Back with more. Yeah, absolutely. Cranking up the speakers. And you accidentally start going a little faster as you're driving. Yeah. You know, oh, it's no accidental. Uh, I'm standing well, on it. Come on. Just in case Chief Cahill's wow. still listening. Wow. 9.39 is the time. <laughs> but with the gas prices the way they are, mm-hmm. you don't want to stand on it. No. Uh, especially if you're in California. The one they keep saying, <laughs> come to California. Life is great out here. Um, I'm looking at a picture. Um, a guy was in, where was he? In Big Sur. Uh, along the California coastline at a gas station. I'm looking at the pictures. Regular unleaded, $8.79 a gallon. Uh-uh. Unleaded plus $9.19 a gallon. And unleaded premium, $9.79 a gallon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. And she's looking at you the pictures have to, now. I am. Yeah. You did have to prove it to yeah. me, and you're not lying this no. time. Wow. Nope. So you're paying three ninety nine. Four nineteen here, <laughs> ain't California kids. Oh my goodness! Look at that. Let's double that in California. Imagine you would really have to be thinking long and hard about where it is that you have to drive to. Wow! wow. Average price of gas in California right now six seventeen a gallon for premium, five eighty two for regular. Mm. Uh, the national average is four dollars and sixteen cents. Oh my so goodness. again, why the hell would I want to go to California? Yeah. Um, and and uh, the guy said his the sticker on his car says use only premium gas and that would be 979 oh, a gallon my goodness yeah. 
So, uh, so close to $10 a gallon. You imagine. Yeah. No, I can't. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, again, and I'm somebody that is not entirely unfamiliar with standing on it a little bit from time yeah. to time. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I just... My uh, goodness. It's not good Yeah, if you it. ever have a question about how long it takes to get from here to there, don't ask Peter. Because eight minutes. His, yeah, exactly. That's that's from here to Pittsburgh. Twenty two. Yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, okay. um, no, that's because Jeannie does the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> Uphill and downhill. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Every once in a while, I, mm-hmm. I, I let caution go to the. Yeah. But um, at these gas prices. I can't it's stand not on. Happening I can't stand anymore, on it. No, right? Yeah. No, I can't yeah. Uh, yeah. because it's. I just put in twenty bucks. Right. You know. Right. Twenty bucks used to hold me a long time. Now yeah. it's like now really it gets you from here to Duncan. Yeah, that's yeah. that's <laughs> uh, not too good. No. So uh, unfortunate, but uh, again, uh, it ain't California. Right. I look at that. So whenever you think things are bad, look <laughs> to California. Look at yeah. Somebody who's got it worse. I'm always, and it gives you perspective. I'm always looking That's at the, nice. you know, guys, we're not that bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, far too easy to uh, get bummed out. And uh, if you keep looking at the news, no shortage of that. Uh, everybody's wringing their hands. It's like, guys, it's not the end of the world. Come on. Um, it will be if you want it to be, but I personally don't. So uh, we will constantly try to find. Uh, ways to, you know, keep you from uh, jumping off that bridge uh, because I don't think there's any real need for it. Uh, the time is 9.42, and we're going to um, continue a conversation that we were having yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, um, I think he finally got a new SIM card uh, for his phone. Uh, so hopefully we will not have this conversation interrupted. Um Former Lieutenant of New Hampshire Fishing Game Law Enforcement, Wayne Saunders, back with us. How are you, Wayne? I'm doing good, and I, I've got like five bars, so hopefully my cell phone will hold out. <laughs> oh, uh, but it's the North Country, and the North Country, as you know, ebbs and tides. <laughs> you, you, you still got snow up there? Yes, I still have a pile of snow in my yard. Oh, wow. Uh, mostly where I plowed up the banks, but yeah, and I take all your high elevations. White mountains are still white. Um, gorgeous right now. Uh, beautiful time of year wow. to see them, especially when you get that morning sun reflecting it off. It's just awesome place you to s- live. You seen any moose up there? Uh, we saw one just the other day. So they're coming down from the heights and around. So saw one cross the road. So, yep, they're on the move. Oh, cool. All right. So, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, you're coming south of the notch uh, Saturday. I am, bright and early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a long ride for you. <laughs> It, it is. It is from uh, yeah, Stark to Keene to a, a poke. It's going to be two and a half, three hours. So, but well worth it for uh, competition with uh, you know the kids. Uh, and I won't even call them kids. They're they're young men and women uh, that have got into sh- the shooting sports and you know compete with uh, the game wardens. And you know, so far they've uh, done better than we have. Uh, are you bringing in ringers like uh, uh, Scott Byron? Uh, I'm bringing a ringer, not Scott Byron, but we have a former retired uh, conservation officer, Mike Moody, that had the Errol area for like 21 years. Okay. He's come back from Illinois just to participate because he's a, he's a 4-H shooting instructor and uh, saw what we were doing and asked if he could participate. So uh, I imported him. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that's good. And just in case folks are just now tuning in, didn't catch what we were talking about the other day, the right. event is? Barrels and Badges. Badges. 
Uh, badgers and or barrels. Badgers and barrels, badgers and yep. barrels either yep. way, right? Yep. Which, <laughs> which takes... Which is named for New yeah. Hampshire, which is a, a youth shooting sport team, uh, which is really good. It teaches uh, proper shooting methods for shooting sports, like uh, trap is what we're going to be shooting tomorrow, but there are definitely skeet is one of those things you can shoot, or sporting clays. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of different things that shooting sports lend to, and it's not just uh, with shotguns. You can go on to handgun shooting and rifle shooting, and yeah, but just the shooting sports and to get the kids in, invested in such a, a cool thing and now compete with game wardens. It's, it's been a great <laughs> relationship. With this will be our third year, I believe, yep. and what a great relationship we've established with, with these kids and to watch them grow up and. Yeah, I think they keep getting better, and we can keep getting better, too, but it's just not there. But hopefully this year, although I think they moved it up early because I, I haven't had a chance to practice. It's still snow up here. Uh. <laughs> Advantage kids. Well, it's, it's Badges yeah. and Barrels. It's going to be Saturday from 9 to, uh, 9 to 4 at the Ferry Brook Range uh, in uh, Keene, on Ferry Brook Road in Keene. Um, and it's uh, the Cheshire County Shooting Sports Education Foundation. And there's going to be lunch and raffles. And if you'd like your picture taken with Wayne Saunders or uh, some of the COs that are going to be there that you may or uh, may have seen on Northwoods Law, they're going to be there and do, you know, do some selfies. That'd be kind of cool. Cheer the kids on or cheer Very on cool. the uh, conservation officers. They need help. So <laughs> Yes. Yes, we do. So, wow. no, looking forward to a, a great day uh Hanging out with the, the, you know, the youth shooting sports teams. And, uh, you know, again, for a retired guy, seeing all the active guys, it's really great, too. I, I like to say I'm still active, but uh, in a different way. But it's, it's great to hang out there, great to promote them, great to, to promote this whole activity. And it goes to, you know, Operation Game Thief. So the kids raise money for Operation Game Thief and their youth sporting team. And working together, it's just been a great uh, relationship. Now, is, is uh, Bill Boudreaux or Kevin Bronson, are they shooting? Uh, well, um, I'm not sure who the lineup is this year. Okay. It's online. If you go aim for New Hampshire, it shows the line up there. Um Bill shot one year, I believe, but he didn't this following year. It's all in schedules, as you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. No, I just didn't know. Yeah, who, we know. have a we have Brad Jones, known as Duckman. The kids have named him Duckman because he brought his duck gun to shoot. Ah. And so the kids have named him Duckman. He's a very popular guy on the shooting thing, and, and Brad's a pretty good shot too. And uh, okay. he's done a good job. But uh, the, the kids have named him Duckman, and they have a special gift for him this year. Oh so wow! Ooh, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> Raising the stakes on this one. Well, you know. It's, oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> what's fun about this? Not only is this for a great cause, obviously, but I think there's part of us that are all kind of rooting for the kids, and even probably some of the officers are good natured going all right they, good they, shot they don't need any rooting believe me they are very <laughs> They're good, talented huh? shooters and uh don't mind showing it <laughs> beautiful wow. well i you know i really want to see uh, a decent turnout mm. for people showing well, it up. looks like i i tried to get online last night to get a meal ticket and i get the last meal ticket and everything seems to be sold out sold out sold out so beautiful um, beautiful nice. yeah so it looks really good so well, very, I, very I excited to do it I really hope that it does work out that way, um, because mm. again, I mean, when you get a, a, a place like this, a you're at a, a great shooting range, which is fabulous, um, and and you've got the kids there, 
Uh, you've got law enforcement, fishing game law enforcement there. I mean, uh, and it's Operation Game Thief. I mean, it's win, win, win everywhere you turn mm. around. So, yeah, I just want to see it now. Now, uh, you you were telling us yesterday what are the proceeds that are going to go to Operation Game Thief? What is it going to be uh, used for? Issuing reward money or buying supplies or what's it going to be used for? All of the above. So okay. Operation Game Thief, when we have money and the officers have a need, we, we jump in. So we've purchased them in the past uh, scouting cameras. So, you know, and our scouting cameras don't scout for animals. They scout for people. And uh, we've purchased uh, flashlights so they can operate at night a little bit better. Uh, just anything they need. We also pay for their Onyx app. And Onyx has been just great because it shows the game warden the property lines too so when you get a complaint on uh, somebody trespassing you actually know the landowner to contact to see if these people have permission if they claim they have permission and whether they're on or off the property that they think they're on so that's been a huge help and i know we've let it go by the first year we, we we purchased it and it went past and all of a sudden my phone was ringing off the hook hey we need this app this app has been excellent so um, again, Operation Game Thief stepped up to the plate, and we purchased the app for all the officers, and it's worked out really well. And that's something they use on a daily basis during the fall, for sure. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad, yeah. to, glad to see it. And, you know, um, as long as Jeannie and I are uh, close to a microphone, uh, we'll be more than happy to talk about Operation Game Thief, because even if you don't hunt, or you don't fish, or you don't duck hunt, or you don't pheasant hunt, those are still our resources that you like to watch mm. that people are stealing. And it, that, yeah. it's, it's part of your experience in New Hampshire. People start taking that away, start jacking moose, jacking deer, uh, taking mm-hmm. 15 fish instead of seven. Uh, no, 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 no. That's depriving us of our resources. Absolutely. Yep, and if they want to listen to those stories, they can listen to the Warden's Watch podcast and hear those stories from the game warden's mouth from around the country and around the world. I've done two outside. We've done one from uh, Scotland interviewing a, a fisheries bailiff who actually covers Loch Ness. Can you imagine where that comes wow. from? Wow. Oh, my wow. God. You know? Wow. <laughs> you still having fun doing the podcast, Wayne? I am. I am. And when I stop having fun, you'll know because I'll stop doing it. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Well, look, uh, please give our best uh, to Melissa and everybody, Missy, uh, everybody down at Keene on Saturday. And uh, I hope it does gangbusters. And we'll check back in with you to see how it, w- see how it went and see if the COs finally redeemed themselves. Oh, I, I hope so. Believe me, because <laughs> I, would, I would love that would be... Uh, put a smile on my face for a very long time there you go <laughs> hey the best to you wayne thanks for checking in thank you both i really appreciate it all right Take man care. see ya Bye-bye. uh wayne saunders former lieutenant fishing game law enforcement up there in the north country they still got snow north of the notch <laughs> 951 taking a break back with more Dire Straits. 
It does. Yeah, I, I hear similar. Yeah, I hear not for entire straights with yeah. that, but it's Jerry Rafferty. Yeah, some of the, no. This one is. Oh, um, I'm sorry. This one yeah. is uh, Tom Petty. Yep, yep, yep. 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 But uh, you're right. I'm going to leave I, with I, Jerry Rafferty. Okay, well there you that go. That we were All playing right. with. Yeah. Uh, speaking of leaving, Dow yeah. is leaving. It's going oh. south. Okay. Um, down 127. Excellent. Right now, yeah. But it was down. Well, now it's down 129. Um, it was down like 130, 135, but then it kind of gained a little bit. Mm. Now it's dropping back. So, hmm. um, yeah, it's uh, this would mark the third day of a down uh, Dow Jones Industrial. So, we will uh, we will see. Um, looks like we've got rain, according to uh, one of the national <laughs> weather predictors uh, for Sullivan County. Rain for the next 54 minutes. I love the 54. That kills me. They can't just say it's going to rain for the next hour nope. or it's going to rain for part of the morning. 54, 54 minutes. minutes. Now, if the rain continues for 55 minutes, You're be I ripped. am going to write I know, letters. I, know, I, know. I am going to make phone calls. Uh, 45 for a high today uh, with periods of rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow, uh, 52. Occasional morning rain. Saturday, cloudy few showers uh sunday looks to be a, a decent day uh, some sun uh maybe maybe a shower but the drier of the uh, next three days uh monday tuesday wednesday 50s lower 60s See, next we're week making progress yeah 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 we yeah. are we are yeah. so just in time for you and i to come back to come back to work the yeah. sun breaks out <laughs> when we come back there on the go. air that's, the sun comes out that's saying. how it works that's what yep. i'm saying i'm so i gotcha it is all good yeah so yes uh that's it for the week for us it was a busy week it was thanks to everybody week. for piling in yeah we learned a lot <sighs> as always and we've got uh, folks that are already banging down the doors want to come in next, next week, week. Yeah. i know i know so we'll be, figure yeah don't 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 bug us until monday morning We'll figure out. <laughs> Don't bug us. Yeah, give us a couple of days to recover, okay? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Whew, yeah, because we have whiplash. Jeez boom, 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 boom. All I want is a drink in my hand. Oh, Come on. Okay. Yeah, but you started out the morning that way. Yeah, I know. That's true. Why, could you so, tell? Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Stop breathing on the right, microphone. Fine. Thank you. Thanks for playing along, kids. News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR.